dicks. What's up, you duck dicks? Because they're like corkscrews. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, Google what a duck dick looks like, dude. I'm not going to Google that. I mean, you're on a protected network. I just don't want to do it. That's... <laughs> <laughs> no, they're wild looking. I'll pass. This is a great time for our sponsor, NordVPN. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to look up what a duck dick looks like in a hotel room in the middle of New York State? <laughs> Christ. Well, you're protected by NordVPN. <laughs> I quit. That's On that note, I'm done. What is up, you jabronis? Welcome back to another episode of the Fetch and Shock podcast. I am your host, a white-bordered basic, Tyler. And joining me, as always, is a curled foil, Matt. Matt, what is going on, dude? Nothing, man. Just hotel living. Headed back tomorrow. So that's ex- Yeah, you're somewhere in central eastern new york right now where in the world is matt bop <laughs> generally new york well who is that originally was it matt lauer matt lauer yeah the fucking sex offender oh was he a sex offender that's why he got fired he was like a fucking asshole and like oh tried to fuck all these women in the new studio and was like a real dick about everything oh jesus you didn't know that no when did this happen a while ago this is why he like, got fired I just assumed when I saw, like, Matt Lauer trending on Twitter that he just, like, died. I didn't know he did anything bad. Every time I see a celebrity trending on Twitter, I'm just like, oh, that person kicked the bucket. Yeah, he was, like, trying to fuck everyone, Hmm. like, all the time. It was, like, I guess quite aggressive. Yeah, it turns out when they were asking where was Matt Lauer, it turns out it was out of his goddamn mind. Yeah, just being a genuine piece of shit. Yeah, what a... Wow, I had no idea that Matt Lauer was such a piece of shit, and now I just hate Matt Lauer. Yeah. Not like I had any feelings towards him before. You're a bit uh, behind the times here, bud. How long ago is this? Like last week? Or was this like years ago? This was a long ass time ago. Hold on, I'll look it up when he got fired. <laughs> Welcome to the Fetch and Shock Matt Lauer podcast. Didn't expect this to have the turn that it did. <laughs> well, while you're looking up Matt Lauer, uh, <laughs> let's. I'm going to look up on Twitter what our Twitter poll question ended up being for this week. Last week I asked, because our whole entire episode last week was just all about Twitter drama. And I wanted to ask, is Twitter actually bad or is it actually good? And it turns out a vast majority of people think Twitter is actually good. A stark 76.5% said Twitter is a good thing for Magic the Gathering, which I think I agree with. Yeah, it just depends on the day, I guess. We might have just had a salty week and like there's always something to complain about. Like I said, people love complaining. November 29th, 2017, he got fired. Oh, that might be the most informational thing that we've covered on this podcast. Yeah, sexually harassed an unknown female NBC employee during the 2014 Winter Olympics in Russia, and it continued when they got to New York. Oh my god. Yeah, genuine piece of shit. What the fuck, Matt Lauer? Yeah, garbage person. Jeez. Well, thanks for the info, I guess. Now I know not to invite Matt Lauer to my birthday party. Was that something you were going to do Yeah. before that? Oh, okay. <laughs> I always send him an invite every year. He never shows up, but now I'm def- I'm just not going to send it anymore. You're not an NBC female employee who he can sexually harass. That's why. Oh, that's true. I don't think I'd ever be an NBC employee anyway, because they would listen to this podcast and be like, mm, no, 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 no. Definitely <laughs> not. Fucking chance, bud. Get out of here. Not going to happen, bud. Before I walked in the door, they're going to be like, you, no. You, You're one of those fetch and out. shock boys. I heard about you on the internet. He's trying to trying to fucking sexually assault someone. No, we can't talk shit about shit about NBC. They fired him. They did the right thing. They did. Fuck NBC, him. thumbs up. You did a great job. Yeah, not NBC. Fuck Matt Lauer. 
Yeah, Matt Lauer specifically. Fuck Matt Lauer. <laughs> Still can't believe also, you didn't know that. No, I had no idea. But speaking of the Twitter things, on Twitter too, our, our good friend Corey, I, I retweeted it, so if anybody else wants to see the list, you can go, our, our friend Corey, friend of the podcast, and host of If Flans Could Kill, a subpar podcast compared to us, but a podcast yeah, nonetheless. Pretty shitty. <laughs> but he sent me a list of fucking Selesnia slippers. After our after our popper conversation last week, is his just stock? No, his is his is got some spice in it too. I like it. He has the one that gives reach. That's a spicy meatball. He has commune with nature. That's a spicy meatball. High and he's stirring. got lines of basswood in it. Protect them slivers, bro. Yeah, or make a make a boy real big. No, that's mainly in there just to protect your slivers. But I'm just, but you can also just make big boy. You can just make a big boy too. I love that. Yeah, so it turns out Twitter's good. Matt, you agree Twitter's good? For the most part, yeah. Good. I think we can all just agree that maybe, maybe sometimes Twitter's just a little too much. Yeah, there are definitely times where I have to say, yep, fuck this, I'm out, get off. And there were some funny moments this past weekend, though, with my favorite Twitter person, or my favorite magic person. Who that? You know who it is, and it's the sarcastic favorite magic person. Oh, Todd Anderson. It is Todd Anderson. So what happened? He made like some comment about like some stuff going on for, in Pioneer. Um, and then people were just like making comments like jokes and stuff. Like somebody said, <laughs> he said that he he missed day two or something. I, I'm paraphrasing because I'm not going to take the time to look it up at this point. But if you want to look it up, there's you, it's probably still available on the Twitter. But he was saying how his matchup against uh, blue black combo deck, the inverter of truth deck, how he had a good matchup against them, but he lost one of the five times he played it, and that, like, kicked him out of, like, day two. And, like, somebody made a very funny joke about him, like, not being a 100% matchup for them, and all he responded was, fuck you, and then blocked the person immediately. And I was like, yep. That's cute. That is 100% his personality to a T, and that is why I do not like the guy. It's just salty for no reason. That's actually really funny. Yeah, just take a joke, bud. Like, you're a magic personality. You really think people aren't going to fucking, like, fuck with you? Oh, I oh, saw see, this. I, I saw I this. Almost it was two ex- days ago. Oh, yeah. So, you, oh, you found it? Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. That's fucking dumb. I would have <laughs> just got off Twitter right then and there. <laughs> just, like, just give up, dude. But there were also some other things that happened in me besides Twitter drama. And um, what was that? I don't know, Matt. There's this concept that Magic just recently brought out. Um... And I, I don't think they're going to do them very frequently, uh, but they did just release one. It's called The Secret Layers. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Yeah, I was a fucking dumb idiot. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? That one sucked. And you're like, no, this one. And I was like, oh, shit, that one was cool. Just to prove yeah. a point of how frequently they're actually coming out with you. Yes. And I forgot about just, the brand new. They market them so poorly. Like, I just saw this on Twitter randomly. I was like, oh, I didn't know this existed. And, like, if you yeah, didn't watch Worlds and you weren't, right. like, on Twitter during that time frame, you would have known about the gods ones. But, so for everybody out there who who all missed them, probably, like, a good portion of the Magic playing community, um, they came out with another secret layer. And, no, we're not talking about the one that came out at Worlds, which was the, the gods, the Theros gods with, like, the Starfield background, which those were, I think... Some of them were very cool. Some of them were not cool. Like there's a I thought those Krufix, ones were dumb as fuck. There's a Krufix God of Horizons in that. And the Krufix is fabulous. It is so good. Yeah, they don't really speak to me. I honestly just don't. I mean, I think a good majority of them speak to commander players at this point, right? For, yeah. And the gods are do, yeah. very, very good commander. That's also true. 
for what I know about them and my limited knowledge of Commander. Yeah, I mean, the gods are, I mean, I have a Commander deck that's the Commander is a god, and I would love to have that one, just that one specifically, because it's so sweet. Can you buy just one of them? Uh, you can buy the singles. True, okay. I didn't know if you could just buy, like, um, like, is it an entire set, or are they five different? Well, it was five different sets, mm. and they were all, they all had three different gods in Okay, just of the color pairing were, or whatever. Yeah, and they were new gods plus some of the old gods. Like, I know they had the original Perforos, which is obviously one of the best ones. They obviously had Krufix, which Krufix wasn't in the new Theros. But then the new one, they also had, like, they had Heliod in that. Uh, they had the new uh, Thassa in there. They had Aetherios, who's an insane commander. Which one's? Oh, the black-white one. Yep, the black-white one, yep. So, like, those are, I mean, I think at this point they all carry cater to commanders. But the new one that isn't that one, because we had to wait an entire, what, week and a half before they announced a new one. The new one was actually for International Women's Day, which I can 100% get behind because I believe the proceeds for this also go to charity or at yeah, least some of the proceeds. Some sort of charity, a chunk mm -hmm. of it or whatever. They don't actually drop for another nine days or something I just saw. Yeah, they're coming. Yeah, they come in nine days, but they announce it on National Women's or yeah. International Women's. And it says, yeah, that the every unit sold, they're donating 25 bucks to uh, the World Association of Girl Guides and Girl Scouts. Dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can get behind that. And I think that's like a good place for them to do the secret layers. But holy shit, do we just have too fucking many of these things? Yeah, they're just coming way too fast and frequent. Um it's going to get to the point where people are not going to be able to buy them just because not everyone has that type of money where they can just drop money and money and money on it. Well, it's funny you say that, too, because uh, one of our one of our listeners, Dave Morris, he tweeted at us this week right around the time that these uh, were dropped. And he even said specifically in his tweet that he hates the concept of secret layers. Uh, but these ones specifically are just so damn good and they look so nice that like. He's just going to have to file for bankruptcy. Like his bank, his bank account is just going to be turned into nothing. Take out a fucking second mortgage on your house. Yeah. Oh, maybe you should call a mage market and then. I was just going to say it. <laughs> Fuck. You beat like, me like, to call it. Call back. <laughs> God damn. But I mean, this one is honestly super sweet. It has like, like Una, Queen of the Fae, uh, Captain Sisse. It has Mirren, which the Mirren one is going to be worth a gazillion dollars because it's great. It's a black and green one. Yeah, yeah, Mirren's uh, two green black, and then whenever a creature dies, you get an experience counter, and at your end step, you can choose a creature in your graveyard if the cards convert a mana cost is less than the number of experience counters you have. You can return to the battlefield, otherwise you just b bring it to your hand. Yeah, I have that in my commander deck. Oh, yeah, because that card is clinically insane. Yeah, it's really good. And, like, it's also got uh, the creature Narset, which is sweet, and then Suskia, the Unyielding, the four color lady everything but blue i think mm -hmm. yeah so like the, the the creatures that they chose for this one very specifically commander oriented creatures also very popular commander and creatures. yes and very popular commander creatures. like una might be the most popular black green commander or not black green uh black blue commander just because it's so good yeah and mirin is like one of the most powerful cards in commander that like i can imagine like, not, not even, because she's not even the commander in your deck, but, like, that card resolves, and you're just like, shit. Yeah, you just, it's like, an, and you have to kill it instantly, or try yeah, if, to. 
Or yeah, if you take play that over. card and like you make like one turn around with that card, or if you play it late game and you can do some shenanigans and then your end step, you just get the value. Like if you get to your end step with Mirren late game, like she's already paid dividends. Yeah, it's it's hard to beat once it gets going because it's just an engine in itself. Yeah, it's like an eternal witness kind of thing, but can be just significantly better the far the longer you have her on the battlefield. And the longer you have it on the battlefield, the more shit you're bringing back that needs dealt with, etc. Oh yeah, mirrors and but I think enough waxing po- poetic about uh, just one card specifically. Um, I mean, like I said, the concept of this whole thing as a whole, great, awesome. I am really done with these though. Uh, I think they either need to come out less often or be. Oh, I could see that. I think that one of those two options would have to occur for it to be successful in the long term. Well, and this one's also forty nine ninety nine. So like fifty bucks, like you said, is not a low price point for five cards. Yeah, definitely not. Not especially if you want like all of them. If you're just trying to collect them. Yeah, which I can see. There's a bunch of people. Like I think like Corey tweeted earlier that he's like I'm not going to buy because Corey needed more uh, screen time this episode. <laughs> he's not going to buy like this set, but he's going to slam the mirror in the second that he gets a chance to buy that single. He's going to buy that. Yeah, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like that's going to be a lot of the people with this, too. They're like, I'm going to buy this. I need, like, two of them. And then the rest of them are going to my LGS or put them on eBay or do whatever the hell you want to do with them. I think that's a big thing, too. Um, People are just going to buy them and then resell because some of them are going to spike, etc. Well, the thing is with these two, and this was a uh, topic that people were talking about even with previous uh, secret layers, but now that they are becoming more and more and more popular and coming out like twice a month, like they've, we've only known about the secret layer concept for like six months. We have like eight of them. Yeah. Like that's insane. Yeah, it's quite a bit. But people were mentioning the fact that these are not available to LGS. Like, yeah, which I think probably is not good in the long run. Yeah. And I, people were, I mean, people were prone to hyperbole, especially on Twitter. So they're saying like, oh, the sky's falling, like LGSs are dying because of these secret layers. I don't think it's quite that bad, but you can't tell me that these don't negatively infect or uh, affect LGSs in some amount. No, they absolutely do. So like at some point, like either LGSs are going to need some access to this or they're going to have to just be less frequent. I don't think the current model that they're working with is necessarily sustainable. I really think if... Uh... I would rather do them less frequently because if they're just constantly getting pumped out, it kind of makes them less quote unquote special. Well, isn't that the same kind of concept with the, uh, like the masterpieces and the invocations and stuff. They stopped doing those because there's like, eventually we're going to run out of these and they're just becoming less significant. So they did away with those. And now we're just getting secret layers, which are just, instead of having to crack packs or buy those cards individually. Oh, now you just get to buy them as a box set. These are just, essentially masterpiece uh yeah that you can just buy instead of opening packs yeah that's what i'm saying like instead of having to crack packs or buy them on the secondary market you just get to buy the set it's just like wizards just finds an idea they release it it makes money and they're like okay let's jam this until the idea dies and that's pretty much what they're doing yep i mean are you surprised it's fucking wizards dude well they're just trying to make money and this is their new way to make money mm-hmm. but at some point you have to have somebody behind the scenes thinking of sustainability as a key factor in something like this Apparently not. Yeah, it's just like they're let's drain the swamp now, get all of the things that we can out of it, and then just leave it to ruin after that. 
Either that or they're going to do like 10 of these and then do something else. Matt, are you familiar with the concept of like celebrity death pool? No. So they're, I'm, I'm not saying I'm a part of any of these, except for I totally was. But you take, so you take a group of people, right? And everybody picks a celebrity that they think is going to die next. And everybody has five bucks in the pool. And the first person whose celebrity dies wins that money. Uh, okay. So let's say you and me have a celebrity death pool. I pick like Betty White and you pick like Seal or something. That's a fucking off the wall <laughs> one, but sure. Well, let's just say Seal dies tomorrow. Then you I would, would get that. the pool. You okay. would get the pot. Or if Betty White dies tomorrow, I would get the pot. Don't even say that about Betty White. She has a national fucking treasure. That's why I said Seal was going to die first. He's going to get a kiss from a rose. It's going to be on his grave. Okay. <laughs> I want to do... Well, anyway, yeah, what's the... I want to get one going, but with what is going to be the next secret layer. Ooh. So if anybody out there in the Twitter community, in the Fetch and Shock army, would be interested in being in a secret layer death pool, <laughs> let me know, because I, I think that would be so sweet. Well, let's see here. They started off with, like, the From the Vault series. That was the first idea that's like where this all started and then sure, it was like the expeditions okay they're, as soon as we like get like a billion dollars in it you know they're just gonna be like yeah we're done with secret. yeah it's gonna be the next version of whatever concept this is but as far yeah. as secret layers go it doesn't seem like they're slowing so a secret layer death pool it's not what you would want to see out of a secret layer because i don't want to see betty white die but if i'm in a celebrity death pool i'm choosing betty white I'm I'm hunting for wins, not for my my intrinsic ones. You're just going big. You're trying to make that make that money. Yeah, it's good. It's an informed decision, not necessarily what my heart says, but what my brain says. So, Matt, what do you what would you think in your in the fetch and shock secret lair death pool? What is your choice for the next secret lair? Ooh, off the cuff. Well, that's I what I was that's what I was getting either. at because it's I if you think back, like they did something different. They haven't really done anything similar that they've already done mm -hmm. uh and that goes back to even from the vault yeah no so i agree it'd probably be something entirely different i just don't know what that different would be like they've done fetches they've done shocks they've done like the utility hey, lands, i see what you did there i, I didn't actually even did didn't even mean to do that unintentional <laughs> but a good plug fetch underscore shock on twitter boys and girls yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> fuck man i don't know because they really could do anything. So the fucking sky's thought. the limits. They might be doing fucking elves or goblins. Who knows? My thought is, putting it in the context of maybe something that's coming up soon, the next set that we're going to be dealing with is the Kiora, or what, I can't remember. It, like, it's something like Kiora. It's the uh, Lair of the Behemoth. That's the next full set that we're coming up with. Be some big dumb creatures. I'm thinking like they do a secret lair like behemoths or like titans or like big big old idiots the secret lair big old idiots 2020 and they just do like an emerald one and they do like a primeval titan try to get and, some of them reprints yeah and or like in like a uh like one of the praetors like elishnorn just big old nasty reanimators yeah reanimator targets we could do secret lair reanimator targets they could that's what i mean they can literally do Anything. Anything. Yeah, they're the skies they could just go back and say Even a boat. Fuck it, we're gonna do shocks again. We're gonna do fucking fast lands, we're gonna do check lands, whatever they want. They Yeah. That's the beauty about being the company that makes the cards. Yeah. They can uh, make creates the, cards. the card game. So that would I think that would be my bet. It just off the top of my head, because I really had not thought of this until we had this conversation. That's how my brain works. <laughs> just off the cuff. 
talking about secret layers. I'm thinking about celebrities dying. Matt Lauer was in my brain. I'm like, wonder when that guy's going to fucking die. <laughs> and then that's no, where it all came from. And trace, here we're here. We're at trace that thought line. Boy. Mm-hmm. It's it was a windy road to get to the place where we're at, but we got there. Took a few curves and hit a few bumps, but we found it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make you think of one at some point and you're going to have to let the people know. I'll think of one. Well, I'm you not going to do it right now. It would be but... a good thing to jump and start your, uh, your thought process, right? What's that? I actually don't know where you're going with this. That wasn't a talking setup. about I... jump start, dude. Oh, you silly, silly bitch. Woo, did you like that one? I used the name of the thing in the transition for the thing. I see what you did. Uh huh. I don't like or approve of it. But... <laughs> you don't have to approve. You just had to recognize. Yeah. But so speaking of things, jumpstart is a thing, <laughs> apparently. It um, is apparently a thing. If you weren't fatigued enough by them releasing secret layers, well, boy, howdy. Are you going to get fatigued by another set, a supplementary set this time around? And it is called jumpstart. No, it is not the mechanic from return to return to Ravnica. It's a whole new thing all in itself. Yeah. So this is, I don't know how I feel. It sounds cool. I don't know if I'm going to like it long term or not. This is one of those things that I'm you have to see how it is in practice because regardless of how cool the the idea is, if it doesn't work in a gameplay aspect, then it sucks. It's going to be utterly fucking useless. Mhm. Yeah, just bad. But So, let's explain this. Yeah, sure. So, Jumpstart is going to be a brand new limited focus set. It is not going to be standard legal card, but there are probably going to be standard legal cards in it because it does kind of share a, a release timeline with uh, the course at 2021. And they said that there it's going to be sharing a lot of the content and it's going to be released near it. So you can expect some of their, there to be some kind of card overlap between the two. But cards in this are not going to be legal in standard pioneer, modern, just legacy vintage commander, which... That's typical with mostly supplementary sets. Like you're never. They're like, not just going to dump shit into standard. Yeah. You're never going to see them just like injecting the stuff directly into standard. And modern's a little too finicky <clears throat> to. They tried that. Let's, yeah. And we, we saw, saw how that, how that turned went. out. Yeah. Jesus. Um, so it's, it's, it's more along the lines of things like conspiracy and stuff like that. Yeah. That's a good way to. It's conspiracy mixed with um, like unsets, how it actually is set up. The new yeah, unset kinda. specific. Yeah. So the concept behind this is you are going to get, you can get a booster box of this or you can just buy packs. Uh, they are going to have a pre-release, which is kind of cool, but it is a set that has 20 card booster packs and each pack is going to have its own theme. So these packs are very themey and the themes are going to range from everything from fucking, they said Garrick was one of the, th- what could be possibly one of the themes. Doctor could possibly be one of the themes. Um, Phyrexians, pirates, walls. So they're going to be themed booster packs. They're going to be, be They're going to be as- like essentially seeded packs. Yeah, if those of you who remember when, I don't know if they still do this, but for pre-releases, yep. you used to have like a special pack that was specific to that guild or colors or something along those lines. Yeah, so and if that's you went to like the... Big ass one of those. Yeah. Yeah, when you went to a pre-release, you got a box, like, and you chose a color. And if you chose the red box, you would have your packs and then a seated pack with all red cards or cards that played well with red cards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they weren't guaranteed to all be the same cards, but there was significant overlap between them. That's pretty close to that. So the concept of this is, and this is how I took it. Matt had another concept of how he took it, 
But from what I see is you get two packs. Each pack has 20 cards. You take those two packs and shuffle them together with lands. I'm presuming it's going to be 20 lands, two 20-card packs. You shuffle all that together, you get a 60-card deck. So the concept is they're trying to bridge limited and constructed together. Well, it's more like sealed. Yeah, sealed it is. It's a lot like sealed. More so than like a draft. Yeah. Um, see, I thought it the other way. I figured it would still be a 40-card deck. And out of those 40 cards, uh, you cut down to 23 or whatever and then add 17. But we it don't could actually go either know. Way. Yeah, 100% correct. We do not know um, which way they're going with. So you can let us know on Twitter at fetch underscore shock uh, how you think it's going to go. Because we honestly have no fucking clue. I honestly think it's going to go just shuffle it all up. Yeah, shuffle it and run with it. I'd be yeah. cool with that. Because that would be such a sweet thing to just like pick up. And just like do and like in between rounds at a GP or just like it's just a very quick way to do shit like that. Yeah, you literally just buy packs, shuffle them up, sleeve them, whatever. I see. I'm the raw dog in these things. Just I'm assuming rumble. there's going to be crazy value. I think there's definitely going to be some value because they're they have to reprint something. Like yeah, sure. if there's not anything that it's like worth opening, what the fuck is the point of buying it? Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, you make it. Besides, a good fun. Like, yeah, fun is fun, whatever, but it's not going to be like $4 packs for 20 cards. Yeah. And um, you just get also, a bunch of bullshit. Speaking on reprints, um, it does mention that the set is going to be around 500 cards, and there's going to be a bunch of reprints in it, and they're introducing 37 brand new cards. Now, yeah, so there's, there might be some chase. These cards are going to be good. I'm assuming they're going to be like big, splashy commander cards, but there is a chance that some of these could make waves in. Like Legacy Invented. Yeah, we've seen that before. And like these supplemental sets, it's like, oh, hey, this is really fucking good in this format. Yeah, I mean, like a Commander set gave us True Nemesis. Uh, the Conspiracy sets gave us Palace Jailer and Council's Judgment, stuff like that. Yeah, which all see a fair amount of play in Legacy. Yeah, for sure. So this is going to be sweet. And so it, and we don't know the themes of any of these decks yet. So it really just depends on how well they play together. Yeah, and our theory is there's going to have to be overlap. Um, like, you yes. couldn't just have, like, slivers and then blah. Um, and I mean overlap. And you could do, like, plus one, plus one counters and creatures. Like, something that would play well with any of the other uh, themes. Yeah. So that there could way, be, like, a plus one, plus one counter screwed. deck. Yeah. Or a plus one, plus one counter pack. And then, like, a proliferate pack. So, like, one's focused on actually putting the counters on the things, and the other one is focused on making more counters on different things. Yeah. Yeah, so there is, I mean, the, and the overlap could be, like, really vast, and there could be a bunch of just generic cards in a bunch of the packs. Because that was my thought, too, is if they're going to try to make this feel like constructed, and these packs are seated, I can only presume that there are going to be multiples of single cards in packs. Like, linchpin cards that make archetypes actually playable. Like, I could see them being, like, there's a couple ops in these packs. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. For, like, a spells deck, you just don't want, like, three spells and then a bunch of Steam Core weirds or whatever. Exactly. Or you could have, like, a bunch, if there's, like, a flicker theme. Like, you have a bunch of ghostly flickers, like, a, like two or three ghostly flickers in one of the packs. Yeah. Like, stuff to ensure that the deck is at least going to somewhat do the thing that Wizards is intending it to do. Let's hope so. But again, none of this is guaranteed. Yeah. This is all just speculation at this point, and we won't really know anything about it for a while. Yeah, it was just spoiled not too long ago, so there 
they're not just going to dump it on us immediately, but they fucking might. Who knows? Yeah, well, I mean, the the product is slated to come out July 3rd. Oh, okay, never mind. And there is, I believe that's the date, and there is going to be a pre-release on June 21st, or 20th and 21st. So this is going to have some pre-release. It's kind of cool. Which, I, I'm a sucker for pre-releases, man. So if you give me a pre-release for a thing, I'm going to attend that pre-release, assuming that I don't have anything else going on. Yeah. Makes sense. But I'm like, this sounds cool. It's something different. It yeah, really is. no, it's for not, sure. It's not quite limited. And the thing I really like about it, like, I love the unsets. They're hilarious. But that's all they're good for. And maybe some commander or cube. Uh, but this, you'll get shit that can actually go into other formats. Yeah. And that's what I'm, that's what I was saying with, like, the comparison to Conspiracy. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you ever got the opportunity to play, like, Conspiracy or the second Conspiracy. I didn't play the second one. I played the first first one a good amount it was super the, fun the first one is quite possibly my favorite draft format of all time you're forgetting about vintage cube i guess okay yeah vintage cube is like number one but as Outside far as like something of, well that's the best way to you play can get in packs ever. yeah yeah something you can buy in packs like there are good standard draft formats um but they also have to play nice with constructed conspiracy one was so unique and it was so like mono focused on the limited format that it was so fucking fun and so, so good. Yeah, and they didn't really put anything out that was so ridiculous for Constructed that it's like, what in the fuck were you... And on top of that, they actually got some good reprints. Like, they had, uh, uh, what is it, Explore? No. They had Explore yeah, in there for sure. Explore, yep. yeah. I I thought that that was the name of it, but then... My very first one of the Conspiracy that I played, my pack three pick one was a foil Explore. Dope. And That's at that I... point... It was like $75. Sell that. That's when Legacy Lands was top of the heap. Oh, yeah. I sold it to a Legacy was really player. Good. I sold it that night to a Legacy player and bought, like, I paid another $20 and got a box of Conspiracy. Yeah. I forget uh, the white cards, the vote to destroy shit. Oh, uh, Council of Judgment. Yeah. I saw a guy buy one of those for a buck to a foil one. Oh, oh, that was the buy of the century. How much are they now? Way more. Yeah, it's 14, 14 bucks now, 15 bucks. The foil one is about 80-ish, so... Yeah, that's not the right. That's not the buy of the century, that's the sell of the century. Yes. Yeah, you yeah I knew the that. non-foils were about 10 to 15-ish. That card's not, dude. It's good. It's not $125 for a foil, but... I mean, you know, also the foil, have you seen the foil? Yeah, I was looking at it. It's pretty. It's well, a yeah, white that, card. Obviously the foil's great. The, uh, just the dark and then that super light spot in the middle would yeah. be pretty dope. Hell yeah. But yeah, this set looks uh, pretty cool. I'm excited to try it, uh, play and, around with it. And you heard it, it here first. There's going to be a Will of the Council themed pack, and Council Judgment's going to be the big reboot. You think? No, not a chance. I don't think they would put that card in uh, another limit format. Why? That would be a good place to do it and not have it in uh, anything but Legacy Up. It's just like, that's such a weird mechanic. If they printed more cards with the ability... Maybe they will do like a voting. Well, voting is hard with two because you're generally always going to be 50-50. Yeah, this, exactly. The voting or the will of the council was cool because it was, uh, you started out. It was a multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is neat. I'm excited. I'll, I'll probably do a bunch of these because it's different. It's not something like, Hey, it's just another draft format or whatever. If it's easily accessible and like I can get people together to fire this, I will probably do this a good amount. What's uh, your educated guess on the MSRP of these? For a single pack? Yeah. Are they going to come in packs of two? 
No, they won't come in packs of two, but... No, they're just single packs, and they're going to come in booster boxes. You know this would be real fun to uh, um, pack war. Oh, you are so right. Wow, you just nailed it. So for those of you who don't know what pack war is, you open a, a normal pack of Magic the Gathering, you take the token out, you add three of each basic land, shuffle up, and play. Both players start at 20 life. Um, there are no mulligans, and you cannot deck here. No, you just go to town. But cards like um, Lab uh, Laboratory Maniac um, would still Oh, work. yeah, you'd still be able to win with that. Yeah. Because you'd, you'd still go to your draw step. There's just no cards. You just don't die. Yes. And then how Tyler and I play is the winner um, gets the loser to sign the card that beat. Yeah, and then we just have like a, a booklet of all the signed cards. I have more signed cards. By a small amount. Not by a small amount. It's almost double at this point. Oh my god, no it is not. You are fucking insane. I have... You have about, like five more than I do. I have about 22, 23. Yeah, it is not double. It's... I'm telling you, it's pretty close. Might I not have, be exactly double, but it's pretty close I have close over to 15. It. No, you don't. Yes, I 100%. Mm. All right, I'm two-thirds more than you. Because I had... Because I had them in a binder, and it covered the page, and then went to the back. So, what is it, three by three? Well, it was a three by three, so there's nine on the front, and it went like midway through the back, so it didn't go to the full way, so it's not 19 or it's not 18. Okay, I'm not quite double, but give me time. In your fucking wet dreams, bud. I've been practicing I'm, my pack work. I'm calling it. Um, the next three we play, I win at least two of them. Nope, not a chance. And we're, you know, what? we're gonna play it challenge. With fucking fucking accepted. We're gonna stream this. <laughs> Just buy a bunch of cases of this. I will be, honestly, and this is a good thing, just a product just to have around. Like, I'll probably buy this and then, like, not open the packs. And just, like, whenever I have somebody around that just, like, oh, let's fire up a quick game of Magic when we just have, like, 15 minutes to spare. You know, I always say that when I buy shit and I'm, like, I get bored. And then I'm just, like, fuck it. I don't care. Practice some self-restraint, Matt. It's not about self-restraint. It's just, like, I have nothing better to do. And that's <laughs> something that I can do is just open them. And then I literally, I would definitely have more fun if I didn't just open them and like played with it. I was real bad with that with like the Modern Master, Eternal Master. Um, oh, I probably those... bought like OG uh, Modern Masters. I probably bought about six boxes. That was such a good format too. It was expensive too. They're like two twenty-five, two fifty a pop. Yeah, for the boxes. Yeah. But yeah, so everybody out there, um, we'd like to hear what you think about this little jump start. Yeah, we got derailed there pretty good. Yeah. We definitely did. Fuck but it. Jumpstart, I mean, it remains to be seen. YOLO! Like I, said, like I said before, this could either be really, really good or fucking awful. No, in between, just real good or real bad, huh? I don't think this is going to be like something that's mediocre. Fair. I can get behind that. Because it's like you're going to, with the opportunity that you're going to play it, it's either you're going to play it during that opportunity and you're going to be like, nope, not going to do it again. Or you're going to play it and you're going to be like, yep, I will buy this and then I will do this a couple more. I don't think this is ever gonna. I don't think this is gonna be anybody's favorite format. Uh, yeah, probably not. But it's either people are gonna be totally off it after they do the pre-release, or this is something that people are actually gonna jam. Totally say, yep, fuck yeah, this is this is my shit. Yeah, because like we're never gonna get fucking Pro Tour Jumpstart, where instead yes, of doing limited, definitely not jam Jumpstart. But it's because Jumpstart's not gonna be on Arena. No, wait, it might be actually. It is going to be on Arena. <laughs> I lied. You lying sack of shit. Yep. That's all right. You heard it here first. Wizards of the Coast has contacted us, and the first thing that they're going to be doing is bringing this to pro, to the Pro Tour scene. Pro Tour Jumpstart. 
July That'd 2020. Mark your that. calendar, baby. You know people would be salty. Be like, oh, I can't even. It's not skill days. That's why they don't do sealed anymore. Boo. It's magic, guys. It's a fucking child's card game. Just keep that in mind. But also, I don't like sealed. But also, child's card game. You know, I generally fucking hate sealed, and I generally always do very well in sealed. Not well in, like, I play well, because I normally play pretty well. Um, I get you open well. Yeah, I get ridiculously lucky and open. Like it's like, oh hey, uh, two bombs in the set on color with a bunch of supporting cards. Cool, let's do that. Wow, that's yeah, that's funny because every sealed pool I do, I open like two of the rare lands. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh cool, magic's fun. It's destiny that you just splash a bunch of colors. Yeah, just go, just jam five color every single time I play sealed. Fuck, Not a bad yeah. time. Actually, that was my favorite limited deck was Modern Masters 2. Like the oh, the, 20... the, the Sunburst deck. Yeah, with Maca Riders at Common, uh, the Sunburst Artifact. Yeah, so you just common. dump a bunch of money and a bunch of stuff and then, or but dump a bunch of mana of different colors and a bunch of shit and then just go to town. Yeah, and there's a bunch of fixing. Was Domains got... in that set too? Yeah, that is, that's Maca Riders' is domain. Yeah. Tribal Flames, Savage Twisters. Yep. Fuck yeah. That deck is... Yeah, Domain and Sunburst were both very cool mechanics. Well, they really fucked up and made a shitload of fixing in that format. They really did. You had the Bounce Lands? The Bounce Lands were the... The Bounce Lands? The Bounce Lands were the worst part of that. I never played them. It was a trap because you oh, wanted well, I domain. Oh, I like the Bounce Lands. Yeah, you wanted the Domain. Yeah, because you also had to have the five different types. You yeah, had to have the basics. I like the Bounce yeah. Lands just in general in that format, but not in, in a normal two-color deck. In that format, they weren't even good, dude. Oh, I disagree. I thought those cards were, were just fine. Like, you're not playing a bunch of them, but I'm playing, no, the, like... The two best decks were uh, Affinity, um, Affinity Metalcraft... Well, no, not Affinity. It was Metalcraft and the five-color deck. Oh, I thought that format was really balanced. I didn't think there was, like, a clear, very, very good deck. Oh, no, those were the the clear best ones. Oh, I thought that that format was way more balanced. And Metalcraft was the best one because it had the four-mana five-fives if you had Metalcraft. Oh, I like that. That that format had saddle. God, I'm gonna fucking. I'll talk about that draft format. I did like really like that draft format. We will fucking get way off topic. We, I mean, I think mean, we already are. We can fucking do it if you want. I don't care. Well, that format was really really fun. But you know what else is really really fun about Magic the Gathering? What's that? The Magic the Gathering finance aspect of the game. Oh my god, dude! I texted you today. I almost um, lost my fucking mind. They keep. They just keep going up. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's like what? Yeah, they're not slowing fucking down, but... No, the sky's the limit. I guess we could talk about what we're talking about. <laughs> nah, fuck it. Yeah, Matt, you Fine. earlier today. Yeah, just keep it super vague so nobody has any idea what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, figure it out, idiots. <laughs> it's a certain card, and it costs two colorless mana, and it jumped from, like, $3 to, like, $25 overnight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty close to that. It is a grinding station. So it combos with uh, Underworld Breach. It lets you mill three uh, cards from either player's deck, actually. Uh, and then when an artifact enters the battlefield, untap it. So the idea is to have an Emery in play or some other way. Uh, generally, Emery is going to be the easiest way. Um, have a Mox Amber and that, and then play Underworld Breach. You get infinite blue mana. And you can, can blah, 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 consistently feed it um, by milling yourself for three. Keep playing it, make a blue, sack it, mill yourself, blah, blah, blah. 
till you mail yourself out, and then you cast Thassa's Oracle from the graveyard and win. Um, this deck also plays Urza, which with artifacts, who knew? Turns out to be good. Yeah. And then it also plays the Thopter Sword combo. So it's yeah. like it just three... has like eight combos all in one. Yeah, it's three combos that are wrapped up in a nice, neat little package. Um, I would not so say it... that this is a neat little package. This deck is a mess. No. How is it a mess? Oh, I think this deck is a fucking uh, just a just a weird amalgamation of like eight different things. But they all overlap, so you can always fucking play them. Kinda. You have a bunch of ways to find it, either through your graveyard and then breaching it, or um, Emery and Goblin. What the fuck's that goblin? It's the shitty goblin. Not the runner. welder. The uh, it begins with an E. Engineer. Engineer. Thank you. Yeah, so you can always pull it back. You see, I think this deck is just like off the rail it's very powerful um i don't think there's like a clear cut 75 yet um but it'll get there see i am skeptical of the of the it will get there thing um well anyway the play set of these grinding stations are selling for like 80 90 dollars for a set that's nuts like literally on monday you could buy a play set of grinding stations for like 25 bucks not even but you can't now apparently yeah, definitely not now. Which is amazing. The fact people, that people are still paying attention to modern is actually amazing to me. And people are just dumping the, dumping these right now. Like, I guess this is a pretty common cube card. I did not know that. Oh, uh, no way. I just saw people that like, oh, I'm pulling my foil from my cube to sell. Oh, well, those people should probably just sell their cubes anyway, because why are you putting grinding station in your cube? It's a sacrifice outlet. For artifacts, there's just better sacrifice outlets, and this card's just like awkward yeah you're not wrong this is definitely this does not fall into the category of cube staples i didn't say it was a fucking vintage cube you can do a cube out of anything you want you could take 360 random fucking artifact cube you're right yeah i could do that that's a thing that people do people have like the uh well the scg guy what's it called Um, yeah the grixis grixis cube yeah i couldn't think of it got on uh, magic online what the fuck is his name Oh, the person with the Ryan Overturf. Ryan Overturf, yeah. Jesus, that was being an idiot. I couldn't think. <laughs> yeah, so that, um, no one saw that shit spiking. No, not even I'm a little. I'm sure someone, I'm surprised someone didn't buy them all out whenever Breach was printed. Um, I don't think it's that apparent of like, oh, this is going to just immediately work. Like, sure, it's a, um, it's a combo think, on the surface that's very obvious. Yeah, this is the, like, the one way that consistently allows you to mill at least three yeah you can definitely mill three which is turns out to be an important number with underworld breach but like you have to have a lot go right for this deck to not just spin tire i told you i saw this deck smashing uh yesterday on twitch and i don't think that that is going to be just the generic that's what's going to be happening i didn't say it was i think it's i think it's good and i don't think it's settled on a list look at the fucking uh Urza decks pre-people deciding to play Oko. People started with one Oko, and then they're like, oh, this is oh, just just really insane. fun. But I know that Oko is an outlier, etc. Yeah, I was like, you really can't but, use like, oh, a deck that popped out of nowhere with Oko because... Well, what I told you before was, look at Amulet Titan. Like, those cards were all together for a very long time in modern. Sure. And, or, uh, actually, the better example is the Death Shadow decks. Those were a fucking meme deck. And then someone's like, oh, hey, I'm going to fuck with this. And they're like, oh, hey, this is actually really fucking good. And same thing like KCI. 
someone figured think, out this think, weird fucking your first example, Angular Titans, the perfect fucking example. Yeah, all because, the shit's like, there, just no one figured it out. Yeah, and those well, cards figured existed it out, for a while. Yeah. And it just had to, you know, it just had to take one person to a Pro Tour Top 8. Yeah, figure out the lines and say, oh, I can play a bunch of one-ofs. Yeah. But, I mean, okay, so it may be in a world where somebody gets a hold of this and they just, like, tune it to perfection. Like, some very smart person does that. Um, If this deck becomes popular, um, there are a million cards that kill this deck. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rest in Peace and Stony Silence, to name one. Collector Oof. Or name two. Collector Oof. Big Oof. Um, Anything that deals with the graveyard, so Leyline, Relic. Yeah, I I didn't say it's the fucking the best deck in the world. No, and I yeah, you you never did say that. But I think the difference between like Urza decks of past and then this iteration of it is how easily disruptable this deck is. Yeah, fair. Because like you know Urza, you just got casually before they could just be like, oh, fast mana, just do the thing earlier. This deck really doesn't have that. And before, they just had like, oh, I don't have like the pieces of my deck that make me combo. Here's an Oko. <laughs> well, they do have some fast mid, just not. Uh, they still play four Opals to different Opal and Emery to turn it on. Oh, well, most uh, of the lists that I'm seeing aren't even playing four Ambers. Oh, really? Yeah, they're only playing like three. Where are you looking, Puppy? I'm looking at a, a bunch of different deck lists on, uh, throughout MTG Goldfish and MTG Top 8. I gotcha. Yeah, so um, for the finance section, that spiked fucking crazy high. Yeah, I guess we did start this conversation about MTG Finance, didn't we? Yeah, and then you just went off trying to argue with me. I'm not trying to argue. I'm just saying I don't think... I just... I don't know why the card... trying to fucking argue. I don't know why the card spikes so much because I don't think it's actually that good. Well... We have seen other cards in the past spike for obnoxiously obscure reasons, though. So... Maybe someone just decided... Oh no, this is an actual deck. Never mind, I'm dumb. <laughs> it's it maybe it's it could honestly just be the buyout factor too, because we are thinking of a card that has only one printing. It is an uncommon though. But it is from fifth though. Correct. Like a very old set that it only has one printing. Uh you, you know what the perfect example is? Um Vile, before uh, it got a shitload of reprints. No, I was thinking more of recently an uncommon. Um the goblin not goblin lore. Goblin Lore was one of them where it was in 10th edition, uh, one, Portal 3K. The one that you, like, draw three cards and then discard at random. Yeah, Goblin Lore. Is it Goblin Lore? It is Goblin Lore, you're right. It's draw four, discard three. Draw four, discard three, yeah, thank you. Like, that card just had, like, one random printing in an old set, and then just randomly popped up in a modern deck, and then that modern deck started to do good until people started to beat it, and now it's, I don't even know how much that card is now. Yeah, not $25 anymore. It's probably about like seven or eight. We're about to find out on this episode of the Fetch and Shock podcast. The 10th edition copy of that card is a nice cool $4. But at its know. highest, that was card... Was Portal 3K? It was Portal 2 and then Starter. Yeah, it was Portal 2. But at its highest, that card was $40. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's when Jerry T was just fucking dominating with Mardu Pyromancer. And I think that had to do with Jerry T, the card... Oh, yeah, it turns out you can put a bad to mediocre deck in the hands of a good player, and they can make it look like a good deck. Yeah, you're not wrong. Just like you can put a good deck in the hands of a bad player and watch me totally just fucking get wrecked. Also true. Yep, that'll happen. That will happen, bud. But that was my new Spice spice of the Week. Yeah, Ooh, that's you... a new segment, Spice Ooh, of the, the Week. Matt's Spice of the Week. Chef Matt's Spice of the Week. 
I like that. I'm down with that. I'm going to do that every time. You just have to surprise me with something. Because you, like, hit me with that fucking grinding station thing earlier today. You are like, did you see the price of grinding station? I'm like, no, why? And I was like, I'm looking it up now. And I texted you and me. I was like, Jesus, fuck. And I, all capitals, but why? And then I sent you the list and I was like, this. And I'm like, this but is not even good. Like, and that's how this whole entire thing started. So I'll give you a spice of the week every week from now on. Oh, Chef Matt Spice of the Week. You have to change your Twitter handle to Chef Matt. I don't even Chef know what bot. my fucking Twitter handle is. It's at its bot, bud. That's a plug. No, that's not the handle. The handle, is that the handle? Yeah. I thought the handle was... No, the handle is what people search to get you. So they can search oh. your name, but like they can search your handle. That's more efficient. How to do that. Matt's oh, a millennial. <laughs> I'm learning. Matt Spice of the Week. Matt Spice of the Week next week is going to be learning how to work a computer. I'm actually not even changing. <laughs> it's not no, yet. I will. It has to be. It's at Chef Bob. Can I, I can't change the, the at part, can I? Yeah, you can. Oh, shit. I didn't know oh that Oh, my either. God. I love this. <laughs> we had an entire segment about bitching about Twitter, and you're just like, I have never learned how to use this tool. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't change that part. Oh, you can't do it on mobile, I think. That's probably why. Yeah, you can do it. You have to do it on an actual computer. It's in the that computer. So we had uh, one other thing we wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. Speaking of new things that we're going to do, like like Chef Bop Spice of the Week, me and Matt were having this conversation, um, and he brought up the idea of doing a weekly top list. And that is going to vary from week to week. I mean, there's some weeks that we might have not even do it because we just have too much to talk about. But on like dry weeks, this is definitely something that we're going to do because this is such a fucking cool idea. So these, so we're going to do the Fetch and Shock top fives. When we do this, we're just going to think of a random category of card. We're also going to reach out to you fucking nerds to get categories. Oh, sure. Yeah, we're going to make this, we're going to make this interactive with the Fetch and Shock army. Uh, but we're going to do our no, top they're five. now the Fetch and Shock. Oh, the taste testers. Sorry, go ahead. They're our taste buds. They're buds. Even but better. Taste of spice. Feel the burn. Ooh, little spicy boys. <laughs> spicy, spicy boys and gals. <laughs> they're, the, they're the fetch and chalk spicy boys now. <laughs> I don't like this. This has been the C- most off the fucking Continue with episode. what you were saying. God fucking yeah, We're damn. way off the wall. I'm yeah, not even so... drunk. That's the worst part. You're not. <laughs> yeah. It, let's be fair. It usually is me who takes us off the road. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That is your brand. That is Chef most, Matt's brand. Most of the time. I love it so much. But anyway, back to the top fives. Yeah, so we're going to do top fives. And the whole concept behind this is we're going to think of a category of cards. Me and Matt are going to go our separate ways and think of our own list and then come together and compare and contrast what we think are the top five things of this list. So someday we might do the top five uh, fairies in Magic or the top five uh, red instant speed spells, which that one would be boring because it's just lightning bolt, just five times lightning bolt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that was our top five. We did the top five red instant speed spells. No, Matt, what is our top five for this week? I thought it would just keep it simple and just go with top five creatures. A nice little ease in to the concept of the fetch and shock top five. And we'll also have uh, varying amounts of honorable mentions. Oh, yeah. Like, like I have, Matt, do you have any honor mentions for the top creatures in Magic the Gathering? I have eight. Jesus Christ. Yes, I have quite a few. We'll just um, run through those real quick. 
So my honorable mentions, uh, these are in no particular order. I just made a list of things, of creatures. Um, so Young Pyromancer. Okay. Uh, Delver of Secrets. Okay. Dark Confidant. Ooh, Bobby. See, Bobby yeah. almost made my top five. Going a little different direction, Blightsteel Colossus. That's a big boy. Uh, Snapcaster Mage. Okay. Stoneforge Mystic. Stoneforge Mystic is one of my honorable mentions. Uh, Thalia, Garden, Guardian of Thraben. You're a fucking hog. How dare you fucking not put that in your top five? Sorry, dude. Uh, Walking Ballista. That is also one of my honorable mentions. Walking Ballista's in there. And then, uh, actually, I had nine. I, uh, Gristle. Okay, I can get into that. So my only only other two honorable mentions that you didn't cover. Kikijiki Mirror Breaker. Yeah, dope. And then Night of the Reliquary. I would never in a million years thought of Night of the Reliquary. Oh, Knight is just like defined an archetype in a format that I love so much. It's like hard not for me to put that on the top, like at least in an honorable mentions. Yeah, fair. I've so, seen that card so many fucking times and that card what, has wrecked me. What uh, what made you choose some of those honorable mentions? Just real quick, a sentence or two on each of them. Um, Ballista is like my number six like creature. Uh, just combos really good in any deck. It's really just like everything that it's ever been in. It's been such a good card. Yep. And it's colorless. Like there's archetypes that like it's a instant win when it hits the battlefield. And there's archetypes where like death and taxes. I played I played this card in my main deck in large legacy tournaments. And I'm not even producing that much mana. It's just like yeah, sometimes just uh, putting four mana into it to ping. Yeah. Something for two will get you there. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, there's there's uh, times where I'm just like, I'll play a land. My opponent will go land Delver. I'll play land Ballista for t- on one, kill your Delver, and then like that's the best play of the game. And you go, pew, pew, or they force it and do two for one them. Yeah, Machine Gun fucking Kelly. Gotta love me some fucking Walking Ballista. And then um, I also had uh, Stoneforge, because that's just like, duh. Yeah, that one's pretty obvious. Like, hey, two yeah. here, get Batter Skull off for super cheap, yeah. Yes. So, Matt, what is your number five? Top Hold on, I want to go through magic. some of these real quick, you son of a bitch. Okay, go um, for it. So, Young Pyromancer obviously uh, made a legacy archetype. The the uh, I'm going to count Delver and Pyromancer in the same thing. Uh, just blue-red spells, really good with spells. Uh, can create an army out of nowhere. Uh, Dark Confidant, uh, a.k.a. Bob, uh, card advantage. Uh, Blightsteel. Uh, Blightsteel almost made my top five just because he's a fucking one-hit wonder. Yeah. Um, and I He's played so a lot of vintage, like Oath, Golden Gun Oath, where I Oath into this boy, give him hasty, and you're dead. It is just a strictly, strictly better version than Darksteel Colossus, which was the, the way to go for a long time with that deck. Um, yeah. Snapcaster Mage, uh, very clearly just a fucking value. Buying back spells, uh, Flash, pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Thalia uh, kind of defines an archetype of prisony. A uh, white idiot, and then Gristlebrand, another oath guy, just uh, being able to pay seven life, draw seven cards. He's a seven-seven flying life linker with an insane ability. Really good. That's fair. Um, so my number five is Monastery Mentor. Oh, this card is a fucking house. Mm-hmm. Um, he does not. He is starting to see more play as time goes on in more than one format. For a long time, he was strictly vintage because you can just pop him out turn one, make some tokens, time walk, and the game basically. Is. Um, he is starting to see play in modern. Uh, Legacy 
Uh, not so much modern, actually, but Legacy. Legacy, for sure. And Pioneer, mm-hmm. uh, especially in sideboards. Uh, very good control mirror. Uh, he just runs away with the game super fast. Matt, do you want to take a guess on what my number five is? Mentor. It is Monastery Mentor. <laughs> That's actually funny. I swear to God we did not do this together, even in the slightest. No, I actually specifically would not tell you what my top five. I wouldn't even tell you my honorable mention. No, you really wouldn't. No, I think, and for the reasons that you outlined, Monastery Mentor, when it came out, it was just like, oh, this card does a whole fucking... It made it's just like young Pyromancer look like a little weak bitch. Because Pyromancer came out before men, and they're like, oh, this is just way fucking better. It creates tokens with prowess that just get bigger and better as well. And what is the last creature that got restricted in Mentor? I mean, before Mentor. Um, I don't think uh, the uh, artifact, the 5-3. Oh, Lodestone Golem. Lodestone Golem. Like, that is wild that a white creature for three mana is a 2-2. It's so good that it got banned or restricted in vintage. It's just one of the best win conditions. It's just so efficient at what it does, and it just goes so hard that it's like, oh, there's a chance that the turn after this card resolves, I'm dead. Well, here's it. Even if you get like two or three tokens out uh, and they get rid of Mentor, you can still just easily still win kill with them. those. Yeah. Those Mentor tokens have prowess. Um, so you get, I can't tell you how many times that uh, just like, a mentor and two spells time walk and it's basically game over yeah that just kills you yeah so right. you uh, want to move to your... number four what was your number four? my number we'll, four we'll flip-flop and i don't I, I i would be surprised if this wasn't on your in your top five but i don't know if you dug this deep my number four is lanawar elf yeah that's didn't even come to my mind really 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 See, I was looking at it on the axis that Llanowarf is the very first mana creature. And Technically, Birds of Paradise is the first mana creature. I guess. Well, I mean, you could really just like turn this into pretty much any mana creature. I think Llanowarf is like the iconic one. Once again, Birds is more iconic. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, it is. 100%. Not even close. Yeah. I mean, because Llanowarf is still being printed. Uh, yeah, still has, Llanowarf probably has more printings. I don't know. Uh, oh, it definitely does. Um, well, either way. Uh, yeah, so it's the one one green, one one elf that taps for green for mana. Green. And I think this is just such a fundamental card in Magic. And regardless of how simple it is, like it's still a card that people play in Legacy. Still a card that people play in Modern. Still a card that people play in Pioneer. When it was legal in Standard, people were playing this in Standard. Like this card is just always going to be in the formats that people play. If it's available to be played, people are going to find a deck that this card is a functional linchpin in oh yeah ramping has always been powerful mm-hmm. um and it also is just a one one creature on top of it yeah so okay um my number four also went a way different way than that uh my number four is actually tarmogoy Ooh, goyfy yeah uh this beefy vanilla idiot is just that it's a two drop that is just a big dumb 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 and he smushes hard a Tarmogoyf was almost in my honorable mentions, but I decided to keep it out because it's just, like, fallen so hard out of favor. Like, I can't even tell you the last time I saw a Tarmogoyf getting cast. Um, yes and no. Uh, I think this is one of the most powerful creatures because for a very long time, it was a very dominant force in every format that it was in. Uh, just two mana and generally having a 4-5 or 5-6, uh, very good. 
Yeah, I mean, I can think of a moment in time where like, it was the best creature in Modern. I can think of moments in time where it was the best creature in Legacy. But it always falls out of favor. Also, I don't typically lose to Tarmogoyfs because every deck I play has Rest in Peace. So Tarmogoyf always looks like an one. Fair. And I'm going to eat that ass. Fair enough. Um, so I actually had a very hard time with three. Um, it was between two and I cut one that I didn't even honestly mention in my uh, honorable mentions. Oh, they so, went straight out of your top five into not even honorable mention territory? Yeah, I just forgot to honestly write it down. Um, so this was uh, True Name Nemesis, which we actually referred to earlier. TNN. That card is very good. Um, it was actually in the running with Emrakul, hmm. the Aeon's Torn. Did Emrakul uh, not make your top eight? No. Or your top, not top eight, top five? No. Huh. Uh, cast costing 15 mana is a very big drawback. Um, I don't think it ever costs 15. I've definitely played this for 15. Oh, so have I, but it, like, that's a not typical of that card. Also true. Um, it's just super good. It literally has protection from your opponent. Everything they fucking... Yep, TNN is very good. Um, but let's go back to Emrakul. Emrakul is one of my favorite cards. Emrakul is my so. actually... As, while we're speaking of Emrakul, Emrakul is my number three choice. So, yeah, we had these. So, Emrakul is a big fucking beefy girl. She is a 15-15 Flample, Annihilator 6, protection from... In oh, and don't forget the time walk. And if you cast it, yeah, you just get a fucking time walk effect. Mm-hmm. Also very true. So, what is your numero dos? My numero dos is one of your honorable mentions. Thalia. It is Thalia, Guardian of Thraben. Fucking shocker. Thalia deserves to be in the top five list. I think on my top five, she might be higher than most people's, but I think she she just deserves to be in the top five creatures of all time because she defines the color white in Magic. Yeah, she's the fucking OG... Uh, well, not the OG taxing creature. She is creature, the OG taxing creature. She is 100% the number one taxing creature. For sure not. Yes, she is. I mean, there were creatures that did the thing before her. Glow but Rider. She, yeah, but Glow Rider isn't Thalia. Doesn't matter. It's, she's not the OG, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but more she's people know about Thalia. She put it on the map. I'm sure there were people who played basketball before Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan is the, the number one. She's the Michael Jordan of white creatures. Sure. Like, she defines the color of white in a, like, in so many different facets. Like, two mana, aggressive creature that taxes your opponent like legacy death and taxes would not exist without her any kind of modern taxes strategy wouldn't exist without her if you're playing something that crazy in vintage you're jamming thalia you have to yeah two one first strike that slows your opponents down uh turns out to be pretty good yeah she i think more so than any other card defines an archetype i disagree with you and because does my have number... anything to do with your number one or your number it two my number two thought not to Oh my god, Thought Not Seer? Thought Not Seer didn't even crack an honorable mention for me, bud. I figured it wouldn't. Uh, Thought Not Seer is just so good and overtly powerful. Um, a four mana, four, four, that, let's be very honest, has never been cast for... Well, actually, yes, four mana, but it generally is ramped out much quicker. Um, when it was super... in its heyday, it was never a four mana spell. Exactly. It is a... Well, even now, it still plays Cease Play and Vintage um legacy and modern not so much in modern anymore um but a four four that exiles a card from yes exiles um it does have the little tiny drawback of if it dies they get to not draw a card it. 
Not if you elk it, correct. But it's just so disruptive, and it's kind of Eldrazi in a hole that just brought a fucking shitstorm to magic. So that yeah. was my number two. When that card came out, that, that really shook like the entire modern world just on its head. Yeah. I feel like we may have the same number one. No, because my number one is actually one of your honorable mentions. Then you wildly missed one. I don't know. Your number one was Emrakul? No, no I already said Emrakul. Yeah, Emrakul was my number three. Who is your numero uno? Delver. No, my number one is Snapcaster Mage. Yeah, you're missing a big one there, bud. Well, let me explain some Snapcaster Mage for you, because I don't know if you actually know what that card does. Yes, I've cast many a Snappy in my day. That card, just by itself, is so, like, innocuous. Oh, no, it's very, very straightforward. I can't tell you how many games I've won with Bolt Snap. Yeah, Snapcaster Mage is just such a versatile card. And it is, since it's printing, defined every single format it is legal in. Like, it is still a card heavily played in Modern. Still a card heavily played in Legacy. It's still played in Vintage. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen a deck with four of them in Vintage. Um, I guess like the Xerox decks, right? No. Maybe a one, a, possibly a two of. I thought at a point they were playing like three or four. No. But that card is just so fucking good. It is just the fifth copy or more, five to eight copies of whatever your best spell is. Or it's the additional copy of the exact spell that you cast earlier in the game that you need again. And you can just attack with it. You can just ambush Viper, surprise block with it. Yeah, like, there are so many, so many uses. I'm really there's surprised. There's so many lines with Snapcaster Mage. Do you know what's better than Snapcaster Mage? What, Matt? Deathrite Shaman. Oh, see, I don't think Deathrite Shaman's up on the list. Oh my god, Deathrite Shaman is the best creature ever. That printed. was 100% going to be your answer, though. Like, everybody knew that from game from Square One. It is the best Planeswalker there ever was. Oh, I don't think, I don't know if that's true. Oh my god, yeah. It's one mana. It fucking ramps. It graveyard hates. It kills them. It gives you life. It literally does it all. And all of those are free or one mana. On top of it, it just happens to randomly be a one-two for whatever the fucking reason that is. Yeah, Deathrite, in my mind, is the best creature ever. See, I don't... There's a I reason mean, it is banned it in banned every in format. Every format. Except Vintage. And it even... It sees play in Vintage. I guess, but it's also... It, it, like, it just... The strength of that card really leans heavily on the fact that there are fetch lands in the format. But there are fetch lands in every format. Except Pioneer. It's legal in Pioneer. When's the last time you saw a Deathrite Trauma in a list in Pioneer? Well, that, that's the one thing. But, like, Snapcaster me. The restriction on that card is that... You're playing spells in your deck, in a blue deck. I know that's hard to believe that somebody playing a blue deck would be playing spells, but it turns out they typically do. Yeah, I could see Snappy taking over Thought Not on my list, but I think Deathrite Shaman is just still way better. If you were to tell me that I could play Deathrite Shaman if we were to ban Snapcaster Mage, fuck, oh you could play God, them both together. Oh my God, that would be an abysmal format. You just wouldn't have graveyard decks. That's how potently strong that card is where that's just one of its three ability or two of its i guess well, let's Actually, be three of its fucking ability let's be honest the big thing for that card is that it produces mana like you can't yeah, tell me that the primary use of that no, card is graveyard no the primary use of that card is to kill people that's why it's so strong it just has reach it's grim lava mancer it's fucking birds of paradise and think of something that gains you two fucking lives. all wrapped just... up into one little I didn't even... It's fucking hybrid. It's not even one color. It's green or black. 
It was mostly like, yeah, it was, I mean, in the decks, it was like a very much a black art that it was like very yeah, played you could in. Play it for green, though. That's the thing. You could do. Yeah, but it, it was just like a black card that produced any color of mana. And that's what at least ruined it in Legacy. Yep, it was just stupidly strong. Grixis Delver with that card was just like so far and beyond the best deck. No, the, the best deck was that four color. Is that or is that the Grixis Delver you're talking about? Yeah, it was about? the Grixis Delver, but then they also like could splash because, you know, Death Ray Trump could produce any check, color mana. Check pile. Check Pile or what it was called. Well, it bounced in between Grixis Delver and Check Pile. Like, Check Pile was the control version, and Grixis Delver was, like, the aggressive version. The Delver version, yeah. Yeah. So, like, it bounced in between, like, one another, just depending on what was particularly potent in that current meta. But, yeah, Death Ray is definitely a very fucking formidable, formidable boy. It is a one-mana mana guy. See, I could see maybe replacing my Lana War Elves with Death Ray Traumon. I just was thinking Lana War Elves. Because you said Lana War Elves. I was like, card. what in fuck? I guess the, the Lana War Elves spot is more of a, I am picking this as just a placeholder for mana creatures. And Death Ray Traumon is the best mana creature. It's also I think like by, the like, most versatile like, creature. Yeah, Death Ray Traumon's not bad. So that's the top five. That's the Fetcher Shock top five. Honestly, this is one that we could have done a top ten on. We easily could have, yeah. And that's why we had so many honorable mentions. Yeah, there are so many good fucking cards in this topic. I mean, this was a very generic topic, but in the future, I'd like to do some more narrow, stupid, dumb topics because that's more of our flavor anyway. Like people yeah, don't care what our top I also... creatures are. People care about what our top five uh, non-blue Murpho. Like that's what people are into. There's a blue-green one from I think it's Invasion that has flying. <laughs> it's blue-green two-two flying. Well, that's a blue merfolk, dude. I don't think there are any non-blue merfolk. Changelings, green, does that count? They're green ones and they're white ones. I didn't know that there were white ones. Yeah, because like uh, Sig, the set that he was in, Land, or uh, not fucking Lorwyn. He's blue-white. Yeah, there are, I think there are just white ones in there. Oh, that, I would have to reach that. Yeah, those dirty boys. But, so if you want to hear what our fucking top five non-blue non merfolk are, let us know. Yeah, so jump on, jump on the Twitter. At fetch underscore shock. And that's going to be our question of the week this week is what do you want us to cover in our next iteration of the Fetcher Shock top five? What are the top five things that you want to hear us bitch about and argue about? And while you're at it, who had the better top five, me or Matt? Because we're going to keep a scoreboard of this as well. Make fucking Austin do something. Make him do that. <laughs> he's going to he's going to be our little statistician. The record keep the record keeper. Yes, he's our secretary. The Fetch and Shock secretary. I love that. So, what? do you know what's left? No, actually, I have no idea. All right, see ya. <laughs> no, wait, I remember. It's our game, dude. It's the game. We have to play the... a little bit of accumulated knowledge. The game is afoot. Yes, sir, it is. The greatest game. Accumulated knowledge. Matt, are you... Are you are, wait, you're asking me, right? I'm asking you, boy. Oh, fuck. Here we go. Well, I'll explain gonna, it. You, yeah, you, you go ahead and get yourself game, prepared. Yeah. I'm already ready. Oh, gee. Well, for those of you out there who are new to this, we play a game every single week to close it out called Accumulated Knowledge. The way that this works is that one of us goes to the Scryfall website and hits the random card button. Whatever card comes up, that person asks the other the name of the card. The other person has to come up with the converted mana cost of the, or not the converted mana cost, just the regular old mana cost, the whole entire mana cost of the we card. Cannot ask the cmc anymore no yes yes that was a caveat from last week because you were yeah, that a was frick. yeah that was way too easy yeah so the other person has to get the mana cost of the card if they get it right they get a point and if they don't 
they have to keep track of the wins and losses for the top five. Oh, wait, no, never mind. That's Austin. Also, Austin's just the biggest loser. He's automatically the loser, yeah. That's what happens when you only play Dredge. Yeah, so there's nothing on the line here. (laughs) Matt, I get, what, two, three? I get three hints? You get two hints, bitch. Wow! Fuck! That's not okay. All right. Now that you're fucking taking ownership of the game, why don't you go ahead and give me my very first card? So, this is Castle. Castle? Castle. Is this the fucking... Is this a land? Nope, that's the castle, sickle bud. This is the OG castle. Oh, I was thinking like Castle Vantress and like castle, no, this is like Lock Wayne and Castle like the white one. Yeah, this is just castle. Oh God, this takes you all the way back. Oh, what is this like a alpha? It's got to be with something dumb like Castle. Oh Jesus, or it could be Homeland. I mean, Castle seems like it'd be an artifact, right? Sure, Castle's an artifact. It's uh, four mana. Is that your final answer? That's about as good as we're getting. You are correct. Is it no, really? No. <laughs> oh, fuck. I got your hopes up. So, uh, that was good. You're no, this this is he and a white for an enchantment. Untap. Oh, so mana. That was right. Yeah. yeah. Untap creatures you control get plus zero plus two. Oh, it, is it an enchantment, you said? It's an enchantment. Untapped creatures get big butt. Yeah, because you're defending. Sure, like in a castle. Yeah, you're defending the castle, boy. Sure, math checks out to me. I've literally never seen this card and have never played this card and will never do that. Yeah, good call. <laughs> All right, uh, well, I get it for my next one. Not a good start. Your next one is Fire Slinger. Fire Slinger. Fire Slang. Oh my god, I might have to use a hint on this one. Just because, like, what the fuck else am I going to do? Is this a goblin? Is that, is that what the hint you want? No, because there's... Oh, no, that might actually just be called Goblin Fire Slinger. It's in Modern Masters. Because it was one of the tap guys that dealt the damage. Because that was a cool archetype in Modern Masters, too. Like, there's just a really red-based aggressive deck. Well, it has to do something similar. Remember the moral of the Fire Slinger fable. With power comes Isol Karn, Silver Gold. God damn. Well, Goblin Fire Slinger, I've, if I'm thinking of the right card, it's a 1-1 one, one for red, and you tap and deal damage to a player. I'm going to say that this is just a non-goblin version of that. It's like a human or something. So it's just like one red, one, one. What's your answer here, bub? A red. A red. A singular red. Final answer. Yes. So close, but so far away. God damn it. Uh, This is one in a red. It is a pinger. Most pingers are not one man. Most. Well, the goblin one is. That's a fucking goblin. This uh, is a one, one human wizard. Uh, Fire Slinger deals one damage to target creature or player and one damage to you. Oh, this does creatures. Mm-hmm. I remember Goblin Fire Slinger just doing one damage part. Is I'm, I'm hoping I'm thinking of the right card. I have no idea. I think that is a card, but I'm thinking. No, I'm thinking a Goblin Sharpshooter. No, Goblin Sharpshooter is definitely different. No, Fire Slinger. He was a he was like a common in Modern Masters one. Yes, that's exactly. It deals one damage to target player. I looked it up. No. See, I fucking knew that card. See, what what set was fucking Fire Slinger originally from? Tempest. Can I get a card that's made in the 2000s? No, at least? shit. Oh, finally one that's uh, made in an era that I was alive. Cool. Uh, this is actually funny. It's legal in every set on Scryfall. Or legal in every format on Scryfall. Every format, eh? Every format, eh? What is it? Negate. Negate, you say? That is going to be one and a blue for an instant speed spell, you can counter target non-creatures. Correct. But which art is it? I'm actually, this is, I'm going to give you the flavor text. I'm going to give you a little curveball here. If you can guess the set based off of the flavor text. 
I will give you an additional. Oh, I love this. Let it rip. You cannot be an Ojitai monk. They prize wisdom and skill, and you have neither. Ciara, the dragon's Oh, God, is it? I don't think Negate was in Cons of Tarkir. Is it Dragons of Tarkir? Is that your answer? No. We're doing a game within a game. I you know we are. 15 seconds. No, it's Cons of Tarkir. Because, wait, it's it specifically says, who's the person? Ciara, the dragon's Oh. I need an answer now. Dragons of Tarkir. It might be, but the this one is Conspiracy Take the Crown. Oh, fucking Christ. Well, that was totally fucked. You knew I was never going to get that. That's the only reason oh, yeah. why you did that. 100%. That's You're trash. God damn. Are you ready for your next one? Yeah, I have two more, right? Uh, yes. This then is I have to run the cable. Uh, you should get this. This is Vexing Devil. Vexing Devil? This is the fucking guy uh, that you can... Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you can your opponent can choose whether to like nug themselves for five or no four, and then sacrifice it. It's one red. That is correct. Yeah, I was even asking because this three? is four three. Yeah, this card's sweet. It is sweet. It is from Addison Restored, right? Yes. Hell yeah! It's not any fun until someone loses. I love that. What an iconic flavor text. Are you ready for number quattro? Yeah, you're yeah, not got... getting fucking basic planes. Oh my god, dude! That would have been such a good one for me. Or Tolarian Academy. I know that one too. Oof! You ready? I do have you, two hints. You have one hint. I didn't use a. I didn't use a hint. I thought you used a hint. No, I have not the used fire a hint. No, you haven't. Okay, this oh, is Coastal Wizard. Coastal Wizard. Oh Jesus! I'm definitely gonna have to use a hint on this one. What the fuck does this thing do? On your turn, before you attack, you may tap Coastal Wizard to return it and any one other creature to their owner's hands. Wait, is there an errated text for this? Yes. Can I get the errated text instead of the fucking garbage text that you just <laughs> fucking tried to feed me? Yes, tap. Return Coastal Wizard and another target creature to their owner's hands. Activate this ability only during your turn before de before attackers are declared. Oh, god damn it. Oh, there's literally a percent chance I'm getting that. I'm guessing the creature type is wizard. Uh... Oh, God damn it. It's definitely blue. Uh, there's like no even fucking chance I'm getting this. It's fucking old because the you gave me the non-errated text. So thanks for that free hint. But it doesn't another matter. Hint yet. It's literally doesn't matter. There's no way I'm ever getting this. Uh, it's like three in a blue, I guess. You have another hint. There's a hint. Yeah. Well, who's the artist? Edward P. Beard Jr. Oh, now I have it. Yeah, it's definitely three and a blue. Is that your final answer? Sure. That would be incorrect. Fuck. It is. I, I mean, who's surprised here? I wouldn't have gotten this one. It's two blue blue. Ugh. I was hoping you were going to ask for power toughness because it's one shield or one sword, one shield. <laughs> oh, so this is a portal card. Mm -hmm. I Portals, love that. Portal second aid. That actually might have given me a... Uh... A better hand than what I actually asked for. Yeah. You fucked up, bud. How is that me fucking up? I say it I got some is. fucking I got some hammers during that one. Yeah, a little bit. I think maybe no if I would have asked for the text of Fire Slinger, I probably would have gotten that one. There's no way I would have gotten Castle, and there's no way I would have ever gotten the fucking Coastal Wizard ever in a million years. Yeah, that one was hard. So I probably could have burned a hint on Fire Slinger and been okay. But such is life, dude. Yeah, you don't use your hints early enough sometimes. Well, I'm just like, I'm just going to try to take the L's. I mean, I also, it's like, I got to burn hints on things that I like, I might get. 
there was no point in me using a fucking hint for castle because I was never ever getting that card ever. You're actually pretty close. You got the CMC right. Yeah, but it, it wasn't an enchantment, right? It wasn't an enchantment, yeah. What's that. All right, so you lost. I win. I did. That means you're a garbage person, and I get shout out. For yeah, you get to steal the shout out from underneath me with fucking Coastal Wizard. God damn it. To be fair. To be fair. I give you many shout outs. That's true. You when have, I you, win. You have handed them out. Um, but that was more from you just being a fucking slacker than than me losing or winning. One thousand <laughs> percent. Um, I would like to give this shout out uh, to Dennis Flair, Flar, Flar. I say Flar, Flar. It's you like can shit on us. A Scottish we're... person saying Flower, Flar, Flar. Um, he's on the Twitterverse at Canadian underscore MTG. Uh, he's always a person who interacts with us on Twitter, so fucking rock on, um, my dude, Fuck, my, can- yeah. my Canadian fella. And also, anytime that I've ever, uh, like, streamed on Twitch, he's always been there and always been in the chat, just, like, hanging out. You know what's really funny? What? This is actually a second Twitter of mine. Oh, this is just also you. <laughs> yeah, it is actually, <laughs> it's actually not. Uh, so go give... Dennis Flower at Canadian MTG a follow. Um, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for uh, coming to hang out and, and this interacting. Is this is something that I think was cool to do, to just, like, start shouting out people of the Fetch and Shock Army so that people can get more connected with people in the Fetch and Shock Army. Hey, fuckface, it's Fetch and Shock Taste Buds. Oh, the Taste Buddies. <laughs> that, that, I love that. That sounds fucked up. No, the Taste Buddies. <laughs> So, Dennis Flar at Canadian MTG, thanks for being a taste buddy. Yeah, thanks for being one of the taste buddies. <laughs> yeah, so everybody go follow him, and then everybody's gonna follow each other, and then we're gonna have we're gonna have a big community of taste buddies. Fuck off! I'm done we're with that the already. Spice. We're all I've bringing the dahi. I've made a great. Yeah, the taste buddies. Oh, I love it so fucking much. I don't know what's worse, the daddies or the taste buddies. <laughs> no. Oh, we could be the daddies too. Everybody, that's going to be our Twitter question. Vote on whether you want to be a taste buddy or a daddy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I fucking quit. I'm done. <laughs> well, hopefully next week we'll have an answer whether we're going to have some buddies or some daddies. <laughs> Tyler, where can the daddies underscore slash taste buddies find, find you? Well, if you're a daddy, then you can find us at fetch underscore shock. But if you're a buddy, you can find us also at fetch underscore shock. And if you're either of those two, you can find me, Tyler, at at basic land bin. And you can find Chef Matt at its bop, at least for now, until he changes it, changes it to uh, Chef Matt. It'll be a, a while. You dirty dog. All right. Yeah. Daddies and buddies. No. <laughs> God, I love that so much. <laughs> I hate it. I'm so happy right now. I hate that I think it's funny. That's what I really... It's not that I hate it, it's I hate... Yeah, that's... Welcome to the Fashion Shock Self-Loathing Podcast. And on that note, (laughs) we'll see you later, nerds! Peace! Get the fuck out of here. Go do something.